whatever it is that's not working, what's working now was once not working. And mm-hmm. we got through it, which means whatever it is that's not working is not the end of the world. We can yeah. get through it, right? That's true. They don't seem like huge problems as much anymore. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips with Heather Marchant. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy, happy. (laughs) Okay. In keeping with our current theme, Heather, we're going to talk about business again today. I think sometimes we were talking and saying we have so many things that we do to help us run a business and a small business. We're like a small but mighty team. We get a lot done with a small core group of people and we love it that way. And so there's some little tips and tricks that we want to share how we're able to be more effective with a small group. Yep. So. And last week we talked a lot about vision and we talked about the ideas and all this stuff. Today's is going to be tactical. This is like Heather's jam. Tactical, right? Last (laughs) week was kind of my jam. This week is kind of Heather's jam. But this stuff is really good because it helps everybody on the team, no matter what their role is, kind of understand what they're doing and keep everybody understanding what everybody's doing and keep all of us moving on the same path right? Going to the same goal, same vision, same everything. I think one thing I like about it too, is that even the people who are entry level in their positions get every quarter, at least they get a kind of a grand vision of what we're looking to accomplish. And I don't know very many companies that do that, right? The entry level position, getting excited about what the company's up to and what our big goals are. It's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever worked at one back in the day when, well, let's see, did I ever have a job? The military sure as hell didn't tell me that they were doing military. I mean, I had some sales gigs. Seems like the sales team at all those companies was just kind of out on an island all by themselves. They had a a job and that was it. Go get Mm -hmm. business, bring it in, and then leave us alone. We got everything else. That's kind (laughs) of. I don't think anybody ever told me anything other than go get more business. I do think this is unique. I don't think it's unique to us, but I think it's unique to this concept. And we know lots of people who use this in their small businesses because we didn't create this. This is from a book that I think that we've talked about on the show before called Traction. And it has the EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System. And it's by Gino Wickman. So you can go out there and get this and you can read all about what we're talking about today. But we're going to talk a little bit about how we've taken the concept and made it our own, but we use the tools that come from and what's talked about in traction and it works really, really well. I think we have less meetings because of it. Our meetings are more focused because of it. We have only people that really need to be there in those meetings are there. So we're not sitting butts in seat because. Yep. And shorter meetings that are more efficient, well, they get more done anyway, because you're not sitting in a stupid meeting doing nothing. You're actively doing, you're actively talking about the things that need to be done to move forward Mm -hmm. and solving any problems as they come up so that you can continue to move forward. That's the whole purpose of the meeting. A lot of meetings you go to, and I hear people talk about this all the time. What was the purpose of that meeting? It was just a meeting to have a meeting because somebody said that we should have a meeting, which is dumb. It's really Mm -hmm. dumb. Meetings shouldn't take that long, Heather. They just shouldn't. That's true. That's true. I think another thing it does too, is that if it's not an urgent pressing issue during the week, we actually put it on the agenda. Everyone has a copy of the agenda. It's in ours is in Google Drive. And so everyone can put items on the issues list on the agenda for us to discuss. And that way we don't slow our momentum during the week. The things that are urgent, we handle and tackle when they come up. But so there's a couple um, of big overarching things with this. 
Yep. Number one, the executive team plans the year whenever the year starts. I mean, you don't have to wait for December, especially if you start your business in February, you probably shouldn't wait till December, right? But you can start this anytime you want to, but we plan the year. Yep. And that usually takes us a couple of days. Heather, I mean, we, we talk yeah. about all kinds of stuff during that. There's a like a focused, detailed outline, what you're supposed to go through. And it really helps dig out of everybody what's really, really important. And what is our goal for this year? After we get done with that meeting with the executive team, we were just talking about it. One of the cool things is that it doesn't just stay with the executive team. And I think at those meetings, let's go through some of the stuff that we do at the meeting because yeah. I think that's really, really important. I think if I would have come into my first meeting that is lined out with traction with a little bit of perspective as to why we're doing things, that'd be really helpful. <laughs> so we go through the past quarter. You and I usually spend, I mean, not a ton of time, but we look to see where our numbers ended up, our performance for the last quarter, and we come up with our personal best and our business best. And I think it's a great way, a great tone to start the meeting with. It's a very positive tone, number one, mm -hmm. and it helps us to focus not just on the business, but how the business helps our personal lives, right? And I like that we start out with the best because yeah. usually when you get into a meeting, you're starting with like, what are we tackling? And what are we tackling? We're always tackling something that's wrong mm -hmm. or that we need to overcome or something like that, right? And in my mastermind, there's a lot of this, right? Because we meet three times a year. So every four months we get together. And I can clearly see how much growth has happened. But sometimes when they come in, they're talking about what their challenge is, but they didn't give an update. And I want to go back and go like, well, wait a second, where are you right now? And then can you give yourself an attaboy or an girl for everything you did yeah. over the last quarter? Because it was a lot. I mean, you did a lot. Yeah. And I think it's important, right? And like what you said, we do have personal lives, not all business, mm -hmm. and we need to get to know each other and something good happened. So let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah, it's true. And it often is a natural segue. Part of the traction model of our meetings is to have a segue. And when we sit and share our goals and Ron shares with me his weightlifting goals and things like that, that it's fun to be able to support each other in a different, other than the business, right? So yep. I think that's really cool. And then we move on to what's working. So what's working in the business? And that's actually, it's like Ron said, I usually come in with the mindset of, okay, here's the stuff we got to work on and that we always cover first. It's always on the agenda first. And it does shift my focus sometimes on what's not working. When I see with clarity, what is working and what we're doing well, it actually can sometimes shift the way I think about what's not working. And that whatever it is that's not working, what's working now was once not working and mm -hmm. we got through it, which means whatever it is that's not working is not the end of the world. We can yeah. get through it, right? That's true. They don't seem like huge problems as much anymore. So we cover what's not working next. And we usually will do that independent. Like we're not discussing it as we make the list. It is a brainstorming session for both of those lists where we aren't discussing them. We sit in maybe 10, 15 minutes sometimes, maybe a little longer and go through both of those individually. And then we'll start talking about them and we'll write them down separately. So we're not tainting each other's view. I, I think it's important though. We're not trying to fix them at this point. Yep. We're just talking about them and whether they aren't working or whether they are working, right? Because mm -hmm. fixing them comes later in this deal. So I think what's really cool too, is when you have a team, we usually have between two and four people in this meeting. And what's fascinating is when everyone comes up with the same things, right? That it makes it so much more exciting to be on the same page about what's working 
but also to be on the same page about what's not working because then everyone's all in and fixing the problem. Right. I love and that part. I also like the fact that since there's different personalities and there's different positions that are represented in the meeting, mm -hmm. sometimes there's something that would have gotten overlooked, but that really isn't working. And it gets brought to the forefront by one person because it negatively impacts them pretty tremendously, right? Mm -hmm. And that's important because it probably wouldn't have been on our yeah. radar. And then once we have all of those what's not working items together, we'll keep, kill, or combine. So we'll keep them on the list. We kill them because they're actually not an issue. Or we combine them because, like I said, oftentimes we'll have the same iteration of the same thing. And we'll combine them into one list called our issues list. And that's where we spend majority of our meeting time is going through each of those items and pulling to do's out of it, things, tasks that need to be done, or we'll pull out rocks, which are the big hairy goal for the quarter of what we need to accomplish. It's something that's going to take us a whole quarter to work on. At this point in the meeting too, we're going to decide everybody's going to say like, what is their expectation? What, oh, what yeah. do they want to yeah, get out of this meeting? One. Right. Yes. And so before we get into all of this stuff, everybody knows what everybody's expectation is. And sometimes the expectations are like, oh yeah, actually that's my expectation. I set it different. Or it's interesting to see how all of those come together, what the expectations mm -hmm. of the meeting is, along with what's working, what's not working from everybody's different perspective. And having those perspectives from your executive team is really, really important. Yeah. And then you get this massive list of stuff. And sometimes the expectations of the meeting end up being an issue, right? We end up going, oh yeah, we do need to discuss that. It needs to go on the issues list to pull rocks out of potentially, right? So it just gives you a different way of asking what's not working, right? To yep. have what are my expectations coming out? I love the focus on expectations and traction too, because if you have an expectation and you don't share it, you just think it's going to come up and then it doesn't, you leave the meeting disappointed, right? So many meetings you go into and everybody just starts talking about all this stuff and there's no process to it. That's why it takes forever. This has a very structured process. This is an annual meeting that we're talking about right now, not a weekly meeting. This is an annual meeting. And we're getting through this really quickly. Now we have this big, big list and the next thing we do. So we haven't discussed how to solve any problems yet at all. We've just been identifying all of this stuff. So now we have this list, we identify them, we discuss them, and then we solve them. And Solve doesn't even necessarily mean that we're going to work on it this year. Sometimes it means yeah. we're going to delete it. Like it's out. We're not working on that anymore. Sometimes if we're planning for the year, some of these things have to go on Q2. They can't do, yeah. we can't do it Q1, right? There's too much stuff. But having everybody's voice heard as to what it is that we need to identify, discuss, and solve makes it so that everybody gets to own it. Mm -hmm. And we pull rock for the quarter, those big, huge things, like Heather said, for the quarter, everybody has them. So sometimes on this deal, we have people who own rocks. We probably wouldn't even have known if they were in the meeting, but they're critically important to making everything else grow. Really, really important. I think I'm a to-do oriented person. So I love the to-do part when I'm taking issues and extracting out of it. When we solve them, we're extracting out of it. Okay. What are we going to do to move this issue to resolution, right? So sometimes I'll have a to-do, Ron will have a to-do, another member of our staff will have a to-do, and it will all be related to the same issue, right? So I think 
pulling those out, it can kind of take a minute. And we end up having one person that's just writing most of the time. It's usually me. And we'll make sure that we have movement because otherwise we'll solve them only hypothetically. Right. So I think that's a really good takeaway from the process as well. This meeting, we then will take out of it, all of the pieces that we want to take back to present to the entire company. So we have the company all meet and we go over what our rocks are for the quarter. We go over how we did last quarter. The meeting's actually usually pretty short. Wouldn't you say, Ron? I mean, I feel like it's like, we usually come in I mean, if we're teaching something, maybe an hour and a half, it's pretty short meeting. Yeah. And they can ask questions and understand what we're looking to accomplish, but we always go over our vision and our core values, who our core client is the same thing every time. And when we first started doing this, I thought that was a little weird, but then I remembered how it shifts sometimes the way I do things when I remember our core values and how they impact us on a day-to-day basis. The other thing that's really important, Heather, is that, yeah, I mean, our core values don't change, but everybody, we have to get buy-in from everybody on those. But as we've morphed over the years and our business has grown and changed, our core client has changed, the uniques of our company has changed, right? There are some things that have changed. And when we've presented those, we've asked them, hey, is this still us? And we know what the answer we came up with is, but it was interesting to hear everybody else and go, yeah, I don't think it is. And they didn't have two days to discuss what it really is now. So we presented, they're like, yes, that's actually it. And now we have buy-in again and everybody's on the same page. That's why you want to present those things all the time. Because if somebody doesn't think that this is the track we're on, that's a really important thing to understand as a company and understand why. Because the greatest ideas come from people who are closest to the problems, not from the all-knowing people at the top of the company. And so this is a really, really important thing. We have our 10-year target, our three-year picture, and our one-year plan as well. So it's how many clients are we going to be helping over a three-year period? And what's our 10-year goal of what we're going to be doing in 10 years? And we visit that in that meeting, our first meeting before we present this, but we go over, okay, has anything changed? right? Do we need to change our focus? Like you mentioned. So our marketing of who are unique, our three uniques of our business, what makes us different than everyone else that does what we do. So really it's actually shaped and molded to the way we do things that have kept us having a competitive advantage over other people in our same marketplace, because we do this every quarter (laughs) because I think businesses die all the time that don't stay current and just assume that they're going to always be the best out there. Current and relevant in the market, right? And then some of the things that we do at this meeting too, is we recognize people because we claim that we hire, fire, and reward based on our core values. We actually do. We give out awards. They're almost always based on really killing it at one of our core values. I mean, almost always. And we... One of our core values is fun. So we have fun with ours. (laughs) We gave Lacey, who's our escrow person who, and we went through like three lenders that year when we gave this award out and we gave her the staying alive award with a disco person on the top of it (laughs) because she literally owned it and stayed in it all year through literal hell, which almost anyone else would have quit with the amount of challenges that we went through with lending. But lots of pressure. We try to have fun with it, right? And we play a little music and we, so this isn't like a boring meeting. We have a fun time. And then after the meeting, 
we go do something fun. We go party together doing something fun. One time we did it at Sundance and we skied afterwards. It was in the winter, played top golf and all kinds of things. We go do fun stuff together. Escape rooms. With COVID, yeah. it's been a little more lame. So we haven't been way lame in person, <laughs> but we have, we send packages or at least send lunch to everyone in the meeting. So that way it feels like we're together, even though we're not eating yeah. on Zoom, which is like a, an epic fail, but we do yeah. it anyway because we're supposed to go to lunch together. One of the things we love to do, we all love to eat. So we go eat together. This meeting's really important. So it sets the stage for all the weekly meetings we do during the quarter. They're also really, really important. I guess one thing we probably didn't mention that we should go over is the accountability chart. We usually go over that in this meeting too, because it seems like every other quarter there's changes to this chart yeah. and who's sitting where and what seats are available. And yeah, that's I one of the other really cool things too, is yeah. that if we have available seats, we tell them like, yes. go get your friends because man, we've, the greatest people we've ever hired have been referrals from people who are great people. It's a really you're good a business point. owner and you're overlooking that. I would quit overlooking that. That's really, really important. I think when you're a business owner too, you lose perspective on the people who are more entry-level positions and who they talk to about certain things. You may think, oh, that's totally obvious, right? That's her job or that's his job. But the accountability chart has made a real difference in our communication to not double up on communication or CC everyone on an email because you don't know who the right person is to ask right? So that accountability chart and the accountability chart does also have on it little bullets of what their main function is. It's not just a name in a box. It's what they do. And so yeah, what they're accountable way, for. Yes. Right? And who they report to with their numbers. And so keeps everybody accountable for their goals and really helps with clear communication. So then our weekly, a couple other things that we do in our weekly meeting is weekly we, meetings are awesome and they're yeah. really short. Yeah. We do on track, off track for the rocks, which I find to be one of the most effective parts. I feel like I don't necessarily utilize it as well as I could. When someone goes and says off track on their goal or their rock for the quarter, then it goes on the issues list and you discuss it. Okay. So you're off track. Let's talk about it. What do you need to make that to hit your yeah, goal? And there's that people do in meetings that doesn't happen in our meetings. Just so cool. When we're going through the first part of the meeting, it's five minutes. This is not long because we're not going to discuss it now. You get to sit and simmer on the fact that you're off track or that you didn't get something done because we're not going to talk about it right now. You're just going to tell everybody if you did it or you didn't do it, mm -hmm. right? That's it. So we have rocks, then we go over to-dos and rocks, like Heather said, it's either on track or off track. If it's off track, then that means it's an issue and it's going to go on our issues list. We'll talk about it in a minute. Right now, we don't need to hear any excuses about what's going on or anything else. All we need to hear on track, off track, done. When we get to to-dos, it's the same thing. And I love it. It's done or it's not done. It's not like, well, I'm 75% done. I mean, that means you're not done. Yeah. So we mark it as not done, goes on the issues list. And that makes the front part of this meeting super short. We don't get buried in some thing in a mix of excuses and everything else. Plus, it gives us time to digest the fact that these things aren't done. Let them come back with the solution. With And usually by the time we get there, there's a solution yeah. because they probably showed up and they just forgot. Usually that's what the problem is. Mm -hmm. They just didn't look and they forgot it. And I'm going to get it done and here's what I'm going to do. And then it's quick. We don't have to take a whole lot of time. The only ones that we take any time on is when there really is a big issue. Like, I can't do this because of X. 
and I can't figure out a way through X. Now we actually need to discuss this and solve it so that we can have another to-do or another set of to-dos. And you know, maybe we bring other people in to do some of the other to-dos that need to be done so that this can actually be done because we didn't think about it right or something. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I had a great example of this. I haven't even told you about this yet, Ron. I love it when things happen and they get solved and I never knew about it. So we have a rock this quarter to help our sellers utilize our software. Okay. So I'm giving a real life example. This just happened yesterday. So in our meetings every week, we have a rock of that happening. And we have our programmers working on an interface for the sellers to want to use our software. So the sellers of properties, sorry. So I I thought, oh, well, I had a meeting with the software development team and we lined out what we want to have happen. So I will follow up because it was a rock and we said off track because these pieces aren't done by someone else outside of our company. Right. So I said, okay, well, I will follow up and see when that's going to be completed so that we can finish our rock because March 31st is coming. Right. So I followed up yesterday. And I said to the software development team, I said, so what's happening? We talked about building this out and I haven't seen any progress. And they completely had dropped the ball and forgot about it. The video recording of that meeting was never shared with the programmers. And so it was, oh, I'm so sorry, Heather, I'm on it. We're going to get it over to the development engineers and we're going to get all these systems ready for you. And if we did not have these meetings with the traction model, I would have just let that go until end of March and gone, oh, shoot, that didn't get done because it was on somebody else. Here's what happens in most companies. This is a get real show. This is what used to happen in my company, like all the time. We would get to the end of the quarter. We're doing the next goals for the next quarter, right? And we're like, hey, well, what about this one? And like, oh, yeah, that didn't happen. Well, why not? Well, those guys over there, they didn't do it. Well, what this does is if you own the rock, It doesn't matter what happened with the other guys. You own the rock. You don't show up and then not have it done. And these weekly meetings just remind us whether we're on track or off track. And like Heather said, I mean, this is a perfect example. People would say this is completely out of Heather's control Mm -hmm. because she's not the one doing it. But it's not out of Heather's control because she just told them last night, I think, in no uncertain terms, hey, this has to be done because this is my rock and you guys can't screw this up because I'm going to have to show up and say I'm on track next week. Puts a little fire in the belly, so to speak, because two people can't own a rock. Only one person can. And so Mm -hmm. multiple people can help get it done, but one person is in charge of it, getting it Mm -hmm. done. Right. It makes a big difference because for sure. Heather's right. We probably would have we would have barely asked about it yeah. during the quarter and then we'd been done. Oh, hey, that thing get done. No. Oh crap. Well, I guess we'll just put it on the list for this quarter then. Yeah. We'll do you the know. next quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And no big deal. We didn't need it done anyway. We'll just do it this yeah. next quarter. And that's how you don't grow. Everybody, if you want to know how to not grow, that's how it, it's the best way to do it right there. I think the 12 week year, is that what the book's called, Ron? The 12 week year? The 12 week year was also a really good mind shift in combining it with traction, right? Because traction's already geared toward quarters, but I do feel like it's the entire year this quarter. And if I don't hit my goal this quarter, I don't hit it for the entire year is kind of what it feels like because of that mindset shift since I read that book. It is because if you miss it affects the next quarter. If you set out goals for the year and then you've got all of these rocks planned out, things that have to get done, if you miss them, you've literally screwed up the year. You can't do that. They have to get done. And 
and you can't go too broad and have too many rocks either. Uh, I mean, a, we're a really lot of times, about that. Heather, that we talked about this, I think on the last episode, or maybe it was the beginning of this one. I can't remember now who we spent this whole time talking about how we're going to do this. But most of the time it is how, but it's also like who can yeah. get the how done? Who is it that I have to go and in your case, in this example, the who is the developers? There's nobody else who can do it. They're the ones that have to do it, right? But because Heather's leveraged her time, she's got someone else that's doing this thing. That means she can do other things also, which that whole 12-week year concept yeah. is, can we get a year's worth of work done in 12 weeks? Can we get it done in a quarter? I'm not sure that I've experienced that entirely, but when you work towards it, man, you can get a lot more stuff done in a yeah. quarter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still not sold on the whole that you can get a whole year done. I mean, for some people, yes, I think we do more in a quarter than most people do in a year. Is that what the military? I think that was the military thing. We do more by 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that. You want to be one of those companies where you get more done in a quarter than most companies get done in a full year. And if you can shift your mindset to that using this traction formula with these weekly meetings that are solid gold because they're only like an hour, sometimes they're even 30 minutes. Because if everybody's on track and nothing broke that week, well, we got nothing to talk about except for our segue that we did at the beginning. Good for you. We'll high five everybody and we're out the door on the way to whatever we've got to do. And I also love the fact that we don't get interrupted during the week with things that can wait until Monday. I mean, so before, before we implemented all this several years ago, I mean, Heather, we would get, oh, it was a fire. Like everything was a fire and we had to go put them out as they started to, but some of them weren't fires. There's this little spark. Yeah. I don't need to worry about the spark. If it's or really it's, a fire, well, let's put it out. But if it's not yes. a fire, let's wait till Monday. Put it out yes. on Monday. Or asking for more training on something or explaining something for future reference type of idea. That's something that can totally go on the issues list. Where the staff members, anyone on staff can go in and enter items on the issues list for us to discuss in that meeting in that moment, right? So they're not texting me to say, hey, can we talk about this on Monday? It's, oh, we'll go put that on the issues list. You have access to it. It's really effective and it saves a lot of time and squirrel chasing. It's though. effective and it's empowering mm -hmm. to everybody on the team mm -hmm. because they know that they're going to be heard. It's not one of those companies where, hey, I've got a problem. Well, that's not my problem. Just go sit with it over there because I don't have time for that. Yeah, We encourage people to bring problems. If you have a problem and you don't bring it, now I'm pissed. If you bring it, I'm not going to be mad at you at all. Matter of fact, I encourage you to bring it. But if you sit on it, that actually will piss me off mm -hmm. because we want everybody to level stuff up, at least to the department heads. And if it needs to rise above that, then it goes on the issues list on our level 10 meetings, right? But at least get it one level up so we can get some eyeballs on it and help you. Nobody in our company gets punished for bringing a challenge. We do ask people to bring a solution with it, but nobody gets punished for having a problem because yeah. we know that they exist and it's better to get them snuffed out from the beginning than it is to worry about them after the quarter's over. And now it's this big, huge forest fire because nobody said anything about it. I agree. I think having that open communication where you're not punishing someone for bringing an issue or mocking them, right? That's an issue for their position, right? Even if it seems smaller, tedious. So, and like some it. of those small, tedious things, they have a trickle down or a trickle up mm -hmm. effect. Whether you like to think they do or not, they do. And if you take care of them in a really short meeting on a Monday or Tuesday or whenever you have your meetings, you can just eliminate them. It doesn't take hardly any time and yeah. it's worth it. And the structure of these meetings is brilliant. So go Gino.
I mean, way to make it, way to make it happen for thousands and thousands of businesses out there. We, we appreciate it. And if you haven't heard of this and you run a business and you want something to make your life more efficient and better, I encourage you to go get the book and then listen to this because some of this isn't in the book. Some of this is just stuff that Heather and I, I encourage you to bend it a little bit to make it work for you, but read the reasons why each one of those things are in there because some of them you don't want to bend too much because otherwise it eliminates why it's there, right? Like the structure of the meetings, that's the reason the meeting isn't two hours. It's the reason it's 45 minutes to an hour instead. So yeah, listen to it on audible, listen to it while you're working out, listen to it while you're driving. It's amazing. When you look for time, if you feel like you don't have enough time, you can always find time for a book. Always find time when you're working out. And if you're not working out, you should find time to work out. You should. There's my plug. Okay. (laughs) Appreciate you guys listening. I hope you guys got a lot out of this today. And if you have tips and tricks because you also use EOS and Traction, Heather and I would love to hear them because we may implement them ourselves. And if you send them in, we'll put them on the show and tell people about them because this has altered our business. We're grateful for it. So if you have some things, um, share them with us. And if you want us to do a show about something that you need, email us. Info at rpcinvest.com. All right. We'll see you on the next show. Like it, share it. Don't keep us a secret. Thanks, everybody. Until next Monday, Heather, let's go make something something happen. Yeah. (laughs) This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.